I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Champions of Happy podcast, the podcast where I talk to my friends about what makes them happy, what makes them smile and what brings them joy. Hi everyone, this is James, the host of the podcast Champions of Happy. On this episode, I'm joined by Tin. He is a singer and songwriter. We talk about his videos and music from the past and his current songs, his current single Stung and his future work. Please be aware in this episode there is some strong language. If you're enjoying the podcast, please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a lovely comment. That way the podcast can continue to grow and we can reach out to more people and share more stories. You can find the Champions of Happy on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. So if you like what you hear, give us a follow. And now onto the episode. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Tim. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm very far. How are you going? (laughs) I am also, as I've just mentioned before we started, yeah, very hungover. Um, (laughs) Today is a challenge. Lucky listeners. Right? Lucky you guys. (laughs) Haven't haven't done it for an episode for a while and I come back and I've got a hungover guest. I've got a hungover... (laughs) Host, you're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. So, um, why are you so hungover? Let's dive into that question. Um, oh, I just I went to a house party last night, and it was meant to be like a just one or just two glasses night. That obviously never ends up being just two glasses. Uh, and it was really fun. Like I thought it was a small gathering, but it ended up being a big party, and it was really fun. Ah, good. Well, at least you had fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. sort of the hangover, but um, at least you had fun. So, um, for our listeners who, oddly enough, don't know who you are, could you please explain uh, and introduce yourself to the world, please? Uh, so, my name is Tin, and I am a pop singer-songwriter from Australia. Uh, I live in London with my partner, and I'm pretty good. Which is why I'm pretty good. You're not just good, Tim, you're great. So, you're from Australia. Um, How long have you been in London and why the move? Um, I've been back and forth. I used to live here in 2017. Um, But why the move? Well, because my partner's English. And I met him while I was on tour in 2019. And we have decided that we're going to base ourselves in the UK. He offered Australia, but I was like, no, 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 no. We're staying in London. <laughs> Do you miss it? Do you miss home? Uh, I miss the people. I don't miss Australia. Yeah. Are you not? Because I've never been to Australia, but is it not like a hot place? Do you not uh, miss that? Yeah. I mean, like... a really dumb question. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It's a lot hotter than it is here. Um, our summers especially are like excruciating at best. Um, but, uh, like all the 
crap that just all the bad stuff about Australia just isn't worth missing, to be honest. Fair. Yeah, fair. yeah. I, you've obviously got an Australian accent. What's your, can you um, give us your best British accent? Uh, apparently, when I... <laughs> it hasn't started. <laughs> it hasn't started. I can, I can sound a bit northern. Oh, oh. my God, it's a Sunday. <laughs> I know this is a podcast and you can't see my reaction, but I nearly vomited, everyone. Um, that was... Thank you for that treat. Um, you stick to singing. You yes, to singing. I know. I know. I always I say won't. to people, in like it further down my career when I've you know made my successes as a musician, I'm definitely not going into acting. I probably, <laughs> I think I'm going to do the fashion route. I think nice, fashion would yeah. be the route I go down. Yeah. Nice. Should I, should I try and do an Australian accent for the rest of the uh, podcast episode now? <laughs> Ooh, I, I, I heard that and I that was cringe. Let's not. Let's nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. Yeah, nah. Nah, nah. yeah. I don't know. Nah, yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. So, obviously, we met because um, of the Royal Vauxhall Gay Sports Day, yes. where you were on the team with the Bitten Peach. Yes. Um, and uh, I've, I know Raheem, who's been a guest on this podcast before, which yes. is who's lovely. He's also a member of the Bitten Peach. Yes. Um, so, it's, for people who don't know, Gay Sports Day is essentially, it's a day, one, one day in a year, on a bank holiday, where a bunch of gay groups and uh, socials will form teams and then do various gay sports. That's like, right. Uh, purse uh, throwing and mincing and... Yes. Uh, Although, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if tug of war will be in next year's game since Squid Game happened. Have I haven't seen, seen it yet. Haven't I haven't seen, seen it. I've seen oh, it. okay. Oh, I'm leaving it for the weekend. I know there's a tug of war... Game involved. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Candy game as well. Yeah, it really switches things up with tug of war. So we'll see if it's in the games next year. Did you Did you enjoy gay sports day? Ah, uh, did I enjoy it? I don't like fitness at the best of times. You're be always at the gym. I've seen your Instagram. I know, You're I know, always working I know, out. Yeah, but that's because it's like part of my job. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also you know for fitness and for health and all of that kind of stuff. But. It's so that, you know, I can be fit enough to get out of bed hungover for these podcasts, James. Yeah, that's very kind. <laughs> very strong. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Um, but we also, you were so sweet, though, because I, we, I bumped into you when I went to see the Candy Shack. Is that the name of the show? Candy Shop, yeah, Candy Shop. Candy Shop, not Shack. Yes. Uh, candy Shop. And I, I was meant to go with people, but then I ended up going by myself. And then you were there, and you were really sweet, and you... Put me up to your table with your friends, and you were so kind to let me sit with you because oh, I was like, <laughs> "Well, you and should that was know such a good show as well." <laughs> it was. Well, you should know I don't just do that with anyone. I am very picky <gasps> who I actually spend my time with. So, flattered. <laughs> oh, um, so I know you're super busy. I'm, I know you've just you, today you've got a new single out, yes. which we will talk about. But before we get there, before we get to the present, I want to go back in time and just yes. really find out who is Tim. Who is... T- Actually, no. Before we do that, I want to start off with Happy Moment. Oh, so, okay. The new segment of the show where we in- start the show on a happy, positive note, where I ask my guests to share their happy moment, where they talk, they give either a fact, a story, uh, anything that makes them happy, and they think other people would be happy as well hearing it. So, Tim, can you please share your happy moment? Okay. So, uh, and it's more like a, a sequence of a sequence of events. Um, so I'm on tour in 2019 and I booked a show in Spain, but in like a smaller city called Manilva, a lot of expats. 
and it's a huge show, wall to wall. I can't even like I'm struggling to get from the entrance to the backstage because there are so many people, right? And um, my whole trip in Spain, I've been there for a few days. I had not seen a single twink, and I am very attracted to twinks. And obviously, everyone in Spain is very hairy as well, each to their own. And I'm doing sound check, and there is the most beautiful twinky dancer, and he's the only one I'd seen in the space of like four or five days. Anyway, we get talking backstage. I do my show, he does his show, and then I am like vehemently chasing through this crowd to go and find him. As as a fan then wants to take my photo, and as that happens, a line forms. So then a line of people are wanting photos with me while all I want to do is go and find this man. That happens. Anyway, I eventually find him. Turns out he's into me as well. And then we're making out and hooking up in the artist toilets. Fast forward two hours later, I once again drink way too much. My booker peels me off and he's like, you need to go to the airport. Because my next show is in 12 hours in fucking Zurich, Switzerland. <laughs> And so then I almost missed my flight. I uh, do the layover in Portugal and I uh, walk out on stage like two hours after getting off my flight to a sea of people and I could not see the end of people. And it was too legit to quit. Like, it, it was one of those moments where I was like, wow, like, this is this is the kind of moment that, you know, I'd been dreaming for. This is like the real next level for me. Um, yeah, so that, that's my happy moment. It was kind of like, just like a crazy sequence of events over two days. Jesus. Yeah. The lifestyle of a singer-songwriter pop star. I know. Kissing all the boys, <laughs> flying to various locations. Do you know where he is now in the world? He is, he's in Malaga, Spain now. Yeah. One day I'll go uh, back. Do you say in Dutch or? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. You know, okay. when I'm drunk in the middle of the night. Um, well, thank you for sharing that lovely moment. Um, so, to give people, I guess, a scale of what you do, where have you performed in the world? Like, where have you toured? Where have you gigged? Um, so, I've gigged in, should I say cities or countries? Uh, or uh, both. Cities? Countries? Cities? Both? Yeah. Geography yeah, okay. is hard. Uh, so, in Australia, I've performed in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. Um, the biggest festival is probably Tropical Fruits Festival in New South Wales, which is... Uh, one of the longest-running queer festivals in Australia. And then uh, in Europe, I've performed all over London. Um, I've done, like, UK Black Pride, Southampton Pride, Sheffield Pride, just a lot of prides in uh, London. Uh, sorry, in the UK. Um, mm. But I've also done Scotland, uh, Manilva, Spain, Zurich, Switzerland, um Bremen and Frankfurt in Germany, uh, Bregenz in Austria. Uh, I did um, Amsterdam Pride, which was pretty wild. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's that's the that's the crux just of few. it. Yeah, just yeah, a few. Yeah, just more. Do you have any um, particular standout gig moments that really make you think, "Wow, I'm doing it"? Um, it were two two particular. Uh, there was Croydon Pride. Um, 
Croydon Pride. Yeah, Croydon Pride. But the next day, I get a message from someone who had seen me. And he was just like, I was really nervous before going to the event because it was my first ever Pride. But just seeing you on stage, owning who you are, like really gave me the courage to be there. And, you know, as a musician, I'm really out to inspire and make a difference to people while my ass is hanging out. And, um, yeah, and, you know, like that kind of thing is very rarely quantifiable. And uh, that I get a message like that was just so amazing. Um, But the second one was probably in the same, is in the same vein. I'd like done my show in Austria, like extremely hungover. And I get this random voice note from a random person I, I don't know. And it was like this young girl in um, Switzerland who'd seen my show in Zurich. And um, yeah, and she was like, the same thing, you know, you are so cool. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Again, yeah. that's maybe not the accents, but that's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's so sweet. How, how lovely to, I guess you mustn't really get a lot of that feedback a lot of times. So I guess that's the beauty of social media. People can reach out to Yes. You. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Great to you and your singing have you um we are you be born just naturally perfect and great or we do you have you have you come from training um, um schooling i well, how, how I was, have you mastered your craft yeah i was born being able to sing and hold a tune um i started pretty early when i was like eight and i remember this girl in school was like oh wow you can actually sing and that kind of started it all um, and then I started getting training when I was like 15 and, um, yeah, I, I like, I don't know. I think I've, I've been trained on and off for like 10 years or something. Not so much these days, just because I've got all, a lot of the foundations in, um, yeah. I wouldn't say that I'm like a vocalist, if you get what I mean, you know, there's like, there's the, um, how would I say this? The Ellie Gouldings and the, uh, you know, Ollie Alexander and M&EK, you know, compared to like, you know, Mariah, Celine, Sam Smith, Jesse J. I wouldn't say I'm up there, sure. but you know, I'm a pop musician. <laughs> I make music. Yeah. I wouldn't say that I'm a singer as such, you know, singer. if that makes sense. <laughs> no, totally. totally. Yeah. So I guess we, your family must have been quite um, encouraging then of you yeah, going yeah. down this route. Yeah. I mean, like my dad... Um, my dad got me my uh, first and still, you know, a keyboard that sits in my room in Australia um, when I started writing when I was like 15 as well. Um, and yeah, my my mom's like my number one fan. Oh. <laughs> I try not to get addicted to view watching when I release music videos, but like for, uh. for Viva Forever, when I released it and I was staying at home during the during lockdowns in Australia, um, she would like to update me. Like every second day, being like, just so you know, this is how many views Viva Forever has now. Oh. And obviously, she's a lot older. And so, you know, like 500 views seems like a lot for her. <laughs> hey, if I could get 500 listeners, I'd be full. <laughs> <laughs> so, talking about your mum, how does she feel? Because your songs, when you perform, you're very often, well, the times I've seen you perform, you've been in your pants and your underwear. <laughs> yes. um, very often sporting an Andrew Christian brand. Yes. Um, how does she feel about that? Seeing a little boy up there dancing and singing <laughs> in his little jock. I think she just thinks it's humorous and cute, like probably endearing more than anything. Um, and I think she gets like, you know, that's part of my shtick. I mean, mm. I'm one of four siblings, one of five in my family, like siblings. 
And so uh, one of us was going to be the hoe in the family. And it ended up being <laughs> me. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, I... Um, I actually, fun fact, when I released the Don't Say His Name, I don't know if you've seen that one. It was, like, three years ago. Um, it's rather, like... It's about... It, the music video is basically a one-night stand, like, seeing the different processes, the stages of a one-night stand. And she was like, I think you could have, like, added in maybe, like, going to the movies or, like, having dinner together Aww. or something. I was like, oh, mum, that's got nothing to do with the music video, but thank you. <laughs> um, well, to, to, to look at you, though, you would think you were a lovely little children's TV presenter. And really, <laughs> your songs are a bit sexy. Uh, well, they are. They are sexy. Thank you. Um, and your performance is quite sexy. You're sexy. Thank um, you. Have you, always been, have you always been body confident and quite... Overtly, not overtly sexy, but have you always been sexy <laughs> on stage? As, as, I, hi everyone, I'm James and I do a podcast where I can't talk or say what I really want to say. But have you always been like, um, have you always owned your sexiness? You know, actually, no. Fun fact, no. Um, I, I used to be the chubby kid and uh, I could say that that definitely carried on some um, negative opinions about myself growing up um and it didn't really click that I you know had my looks up until until I moved to London and I think that's one of the um things that I don't like about Australia is that a lot of people are actually pretty racist even like you know Mm. unintentionally it's just like part of the culture that people have grown up in and so it's not it's not a grudge that I harbour, but when I came to London, the amount of attention I got just, like, grew exponentially. And I was kind of like, where the fuck did this all come from? <laughs> and um, I... Uh, yeah, and I just grew into ex- that... Like, grew into my looks, grew into expressing myself that way. But I, I, I also realised how important it is for me personally that I am a demonstration of being, you know, confident in the body that you're in. And I still have my days, you know, like even right now in the last few months post, uh, post lockdown, um, I still have issues with my body, you know, having gained weight, but, um, you know, I, I'm committed that I'm that person that inspires other people to, you know, be confident with their body, regardless of how it looks. Amazing. Good. Do you ever get cold up there when you're just wearing pants? I do. I had, I'm backstage in Coventry, this fucking sarcastic drag queen. I was in my pants. It was fucking August. And they're like, are you cold there? I was like, what the fuck do you think? (laughs) (laughs) But actually, thank goodness, a lot of my shows these days have big lights, so they keep me warm. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh. <laughs> so you've done a, you've done a video where I forgive me I can't remember the name of it where you essentially were surrounded by a, a lot of men. My heart. Uh, all, uh, all sporting Andrew Christian. Yes. Um, firm. How did you get? How did you get in firm? Yes. Yes. I'm sorry, oh I'm sorry, but when I kiss you, nobody doesn't burn. I'm sorry. Uh, a, you've got a great line from that song, which I love. Um, uh, there is a Hercules inside me. Oh, uh, there is a Hercules inside of me. Which yes. I, I noted, and I'm like, oh, I quite like that line. Thank so. you, thank you. Um, how did you get involved with Andrew Christian? 
So, uh, the music video I mentioned before, Don't Say His Name, um, Mm -hmm. actually wind it back even further. So, I did some um, volunteering with Gay Star News, which is an online editorial that used to exist. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. they don't anymore. Um, But I did some um, volunteering work with them, helping them with a fashion show, because my background is actually um, fashion shows and event management and um, the modeling industry. And I uh, got the contact for Andrew Christian through them. I just and at the same time I was working at Cuba, and uh, Andrew Christian sponsored Cuba at London Pride. So then I got a free pair of Andrew Christian underwear. Being a coup boy, mm-hmm. got had their contact. So those two things, and then I coincidentally wore um, th- that same pair in the music video for "Don't Say His Name." And this video got a little bit viral, and so then I um, I dropped them a line. I was just like, "Hey, do you want to collaborate? I want to host a competition for this music video," and they said yes. And so um, since then, they've just been sponsoring um, my tours and shows uh, whenever I ask. And I worked for them at London Pride in two thousand and nineteen, um, pre Pandora, and um, yeah, I've just had a really great relationship with them since. And um, Firm was kind of like the the uh, next level up for me in terms of my relationship with them because um, I'd had the whole concept mapped out in my head and uh, I'd made friends with the head of marketing because I work, I work with a guy who's under marketing, but um, I made friends with the head of marketing for Andrew Christian and um, was like, so I know I normally only ask for like two pairs, but like... Can you please give me two outfits for each person in my music video? <laughs> <laughs> Which equated to like, I don't know, 15, 16 pieces or something like that. Um, and they said yes. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how that that came about, eventuated. Yeah. Well, Andrew Christian, if you're listening, I like underwear. And <laughs> I'll, I'll wear it when I'm rec- You can't see it when I'm recording, but I'll wear it when we record. <laughs> Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, or anyone. Hello, just eat. Any mattress. Squarespace. Money. Um, so when you came to London, how did you... Because uh, you're obviously part of the um, collaboration, The Bit and Peach. Yes. How did you find them? Or how did they find so, you? So, um, I... People don't really know this because I went back to Australia for a bit, but I was around for the original founding of Bit and Peach. Um, so I started off, so I worked with a guy who, uh, soon after started drag, um, Polkadot, who was in my latest music video. Anyway, so Rob, um, gave me the contact for, um, Shay Shay, who is a, uh, who's one of the founders of The Bitten Peach. Uh, and at the time Shay Shay was hosting the Shay Shay show in Lime Limehouse, I think it's called. Lime That's Wolf fun or something. to say. Yeah. The Shay Shay Show. The Shay Shay Show, yeah. And it was fucking awesome. Like, just these amazing lo-fi shows in East London. I had so much fun. Anyway, the Shay Shay Show ended and then the Bit and Peach started. And that's kind of how I uh, started with them was like, I started performing at the Shay Shay Show. Yeah. Nice. For those who, are, who don't know, could you um, define what the Bit and Peach is? Uh, so the Bitten Peach is a, a pan Asian uh, performance collective, and we do uh, shows all over London. Um, I think they're starting in North England as well. 
um, and we we cover all different uh, performance types. What's it called? Acts, arts, <laughs> arts, dancers, drag queens, drag kings, cabaret performers, singers. Um, yeah, and we're all very good as well. I think that's one of the requirements of the bitten features. You have to actually be good. <laughs> if I could wave a magic wand and you could make any sort of music video in the world, what music video would you do? What would you envision? Oh my god, I was talking about this the other day. <laughs> I really want to do like a Greek god themed kind of music video. So like, have it be around like the Greek gods with like angels and like Pegasuses, Pegasi. And uh, I would probably be Neptune. Oh, nice. Or, would you have like the, or, the whole daddy Atlas. beard or? That... <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I can't say Asian men have daddy beards. I'll have like a wispy, a wispy daddy beard. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a prosthetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think it'd be something like that with a chariot. Now, I'm not I'm not familiar with the the, the process of how it all works. Are you part of a record label are you self i do it all independently independently, independently not <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah i do it all independently uh for now anyway it's fucking nice it's exhausting someone to pick me up and just wait on me <laughs> <laughs> but your partner he's also a, a singer is that right yeah yeah he's my producer as well actually ah, very very okay. talented I was, I was gonna say is do you work together but Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, he produces all my music. Um, tells me when I suck. Tells me when. <laughs> tells me when I need to retake things. Tell me when. Tells me when I'm doing the wrong notes. So he's exactly the kind of producer that you want. <laughs> nice. I mean, yeah, and the yeah. one you can, you know, kiss and make up with at, at the end of yeah, the recording session. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> and that's so all we, we do. On... <laughs> before we get onto your latest single, um, you not too long ago you you brought out Weasel. Um, yes. Which is essentially a bit of a middle finger to people who are assholes. Did you think I wouldn't clap back? Motherfucker, here's your clap back. Is that, yes. How would you define Weasel? A diss track. It's a trap pop diss track. Um, yeah, it's it's actually about someone who I'm really, really good friends with now. I don't know if you saw, but I uh, recorded a Zoom call with him where we went through the song and I explained to him what I was referencing in different parts of the lyrics of the song. Um, and he took it all in good in good um, faith. So, because... Uh, He's, I mean, like, we had this huge fight. It was awful. And he, he's changed a lot. Like, he's grown up a lot since we had that fight. So, um, yeah, we're very close now, which is good. But, yes, it is a good. diss track. And I was amazed by how many people could, not amazed by how many people could relate to it, but just because the lyrics were so specific to what was going on between him and I, I didn't know that other people would be able to find themselves in what I was singing, but that was definitely a, a bonus. So I was glad about that. It's a really cute video as well. It's very, it's, the theme is, uh, I guess, very much a children's TV show where you've got yes. um, colorful patterns and puppets. Yes. I love, yes. This, I love the skeleton puppet. Where is it? Do you have it? Is it there right now with you? 
No, it's, it's back in Australia. That was my friend. Nah. Yeah. yeah. That was the other thing about Weasel is that um, all of, like, a handful of my friends and I were all in on it, um, except he wasn't, he had no idea. So, um, yeah, it was pretty funny when everyone was like, ah, we all knew except for you. <laughs> yeah. How did, it it, how did he take it when you said, oh, by the way, I've written this diss track? And it's about he was, he was like, I am so privileged to have a song be about me. And a lot of his friends are like, Josh doesn't need any more attention. Why are you giving this to him? <laughs> yeah. So was that filmed was that filmed in Australia then? Yeah, it was filmed in Melbourne. So basically I had just shot firm and was leaving in two weeks' time and I was kinda like, fuck, I'm going into London with like, you know, twenty million cases a day. I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. So I thought I would quickly shoot a music video with this green screen idea just to have in my back pocket should shit go down here while I was here in London and have nothing to release. And lo and behold, I ended up facing a lot of delays with um, the music video that I'd just released. So it, um, it made sense to just drop Weasel. Uh, as and it was actually meant to be a filler track, which was kind of the the funny, the bittersweet moment I had about it was I was like, okay, I'll just drop it. I won't put too much behind it. I'll just like do what I do, and then people fucking loved it. Mm. And so I was like, oh, full rollout. I'm so tired while I'm organizing this other music video. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was a blessing. It was a it was a blessing in disguise in the end. But um, I'm definitely ready for a beach holiday in the Bahamas. <sighs> <laughs> oh, well, from that video to your new release, Stung, which came out yes. today. Today, uh, yes. Recording Friday the 15th of October. Blow this up, sweeping the night, walking the smoke in the rise. Prepare yourself, cause I'm a hell of a nasty surprise. I'll do anything just to have my fun. So you better watch out, darling, or you get stung. You got into drag. You were a drag I queen. did. I did. Have you ever done drag before or is this the first? Never, 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 never. You know, like it was so ingrained in people's heads that I don't do drag that a lot of my friends didn't comment on my Instagram post for my first ever drag pic. And it was because a lot of them didn't even think it was me. They didn't realize it was me. Apparently I was so convincing. Um, But yeah, I've never done drag before. And to be honest, I don't think I'll do it again, at least not for a long time. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. Drag is hard. It's, yeah, it's um, a lot. It's a huge, huge commitment. And, um, you know, kudos to the really good ones. Um, but yeah, definitely not me. Lol. So take us through Take us through Stung and the song and the video. So, uh, so the song is called Stung. I wrote it in 2016. And it was after a night out in a trashy club in Brisbane. Where... I kept meeting all these really pretentious gays. I was kind of like, who the fuck do you think you are? You're in a trashy club in Brisbane. Why, why the fuck are you behaving this way? And so I went home and um, the next day, you know, I wrote uh, Stung. And it's basically like, you don't know who I am to be treating me that way. You know, you don't know who people are. You don't get to talk to people that way. And um, yeah, the song is basically like, the hook is, you know, you better watch out or you'll get stung. Um, And it's basically saying to people, you know, don't be an asshole because you never know who people are. Mm. And um, thank goodness that I ended up 
uh, achieving all the things I did in London. Otherwise, I'd sound like an idiot. But <laughs> you showed them. I showed them. Out. Fucking yeah. and Brisbane still won't fucking book me for Big Gay Day in Brisbane. I'm so salty about that. I performed in crowds like fucking twenty times the size of that crowd, and they still won't fucking book me. But um. But yes, it's totally I'm... chill. Totally chill. Yeah, yeah, totally chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it in the past. But um, I then uh, sparked this idea. I wanted to do something in the spirit of like, you don't know what I'm capable of, which is the message of the song. I wanted to do something that people didn't know that I was capable of. So um, the idea of doing it in drag came to mind. And then, um, yeah, the rest is history. I booked... Um, a handful of my friends uh, and a couple people I had to scout. And um, the pub that we shot at was somewhere I performed before and it was actually um, the friend of a friend is the owner of that pub. <clears throat> and, uh, and, and then I... Oh, and I had one of my favourite drag queens, Miss Asia Thorne, do my face. Um, yes. Which was very, very humbling. Um, and LaPhil, who's in the music video, he, uh, I saw him perform for the first time at the Shay Shay show, um, going back in the day. And he's really inspired me, um, when I was just starting out, you know, again, uh, in here, here in London. Um, and to have LaPhil in my music video was very humbling as well. So yeah, it was very full circle that I got to finally finish, like release that song because it's gone through, um, you know, another producer's head. Um, and it's at, uh, it's hosted by EQ Music Live, which is a, um, a music blog. Uh, and the headliner is Milo, who has flown over from America. And he is like, amazing. Like, you know, when you listen to someone's music or see someone perform and you're like, this person is going to be big. Like he's one of those people. Um, but the lineup is just awesome as well so my partner lost child is performing we've got mickey taylor um nick billington and myself so it's like a gay men's pop music lineup basically and it's gonna be so good i'm so excited oh, yeah and it's in dalston so yeah i'm excited for that speaking of um, music uh, and people you listen to who are you listening to at the moment um a lot of me do you tend to listen to other people <laughs> Some, time. Uh, I like half half I think uh when I because I like these days I'm often doing you know back-to-back -back releases um and writing and recording I do listen over to myself as much as I can just to get everything perfect um but when I'm not it's usually when I'm working or training actually at the gym I uh dedicate that to me time but I'm one of those people that listens to like songs rather than like a whole album at a time sure and um i'm really into uh 24 7 by lafil and magic by kylie minogue and physical by Dua Lipa. those songs nice. really get me going oh, oh cool. and i also really love crying in the club by camila cabello do you tend to listen to as a kid who are your like icons oh my god icons easy question Mar Mariah Carey. I'm like obsessed. I was obsessed with Mariah Carey for like six years or something like that. Um, and uh, Christina Aguilera uh, and Leona Lewis. I really loved um, some Whitney Houston. Yeah, mainly them. A lot of the big voices. 
I guess that's where I got my love for singing from as well. Obviously, you've just brought out your new single. Um, yes. But is there more coming up in the future? What can we, what can we expect from you, Tim? So, uh, I have, I'm currently, by currently, I mean I've just started writing a Christmas single. It's <gasps> exciting. I love Christmas so, songs. So, I'm hoping that works out because Christmas is a tricky time to coordinate and navigate. Mm-hmm. And then uh early the beginning of next year is another single called Sex Cologne and Cigarettes which will be the title for my EP and then um after that will be another EP that's already starting to be recorded so i've already i've got stuff in the works right up until june next year which is pretty full on Thank you very much for being a guest on the podcast today. I know it's been a bit of a technical uh, marathon um, <laughs> with all the technologies. How can people best find you? How can we see your work um, and stalk you? Um, so all of my social media is under Tin Official Music. That is Tin like Tin Can. Uh, and stalk away. Slide into my DMs. Say hi. Comment on everything. I usually comment back, so I look forward to hearing from all of you. And thank you nice. for having me, James. No, James, my absolute pleasure. Jay, thank you so much. what is your James. real name? <laughs> Mystery. Um, well, thank you so much. Um, I love, I, I've been going through your past catalogue of songs. I, I really like, um, what, oh, what's it called? Con- Contour? Contour? Contours. Oh my God, everyone loves contours. And I, I love contours. I keep saying to Joe, we need to recreate that song. And he was like, I can't do anything better than what's already done. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it soon. <laughs> so <laughs> Maybe the album after the, the second Yes. Hmm. Everyone needs to go through your past, past catalogue. Check out all your sexy music videos. Check out your sexy gram. And uh, if you're free, go see Tin Sing. He's a great singer. He puts on a good show. He might wear some pants. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> Ooh, a review. Ooh. Well, thank you again. Uh, <laughs> I will you. see you in real life very soon, I'm sure. Uh, yes, and in see the meantime, have a fantastic week. You too. Get, recover well. Yes, you and you. All right. Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.